0: here uh, with all of our film fans in uh, Hollywood's most salubrious auditorium of cinematic pleasure, the CineFamily, located here in Fairfax in the Douche Canoe Street where all the dudes wear ball caps. (laughs) so awesome to be here and convene for tonight's awesome, uh, and I'm going to overuse the word awesome in the first two sentences, uh, 1971 classic by Hal Ashby, Harold uh, and Maude. Um, we couldn't be more excited to be uh, showing the picture tonight. You could have applauded there. that would have showed a lot of enthusiasm. This is a podcast. Thank you. Um, if you don't applaud at the Greg Proops Film Club podcast, you got nothing to talk about in the locker room. Uh, I don't want to see people sitting on their hands tonight. This is the Rocky Horror version of Harold and Maude. Uh, we're doing it live tonight. Uh, this is a, the, we're, there is no outside world, and reality doesn't exist for the next two hours, ladies and gentlemen. That is our promise to you. Have a soda, gorge on candy. If you're drinking, carry on drinking. If you've had edibles, fuck yeah. Strap in. It's go time. <laughs> We have a hearse out in front, uh, the lovely Deb from Desserts to Die For. Brought her hearse all the way to Ventura. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's had a hearse sandwich, uh, but they are awesome beyond measure. They're a frozen concoction of uh, indelible and irrevocable delight that uh, will take your senses on a, a, a cataclysmic roller coaster journey of pink and purple proportions that will explode in effervescent green fractals, one after the next, until your mind subdivides itself into a thousand particles, uh, each one made of a celebration of your own soul. And. <laughs> If I'm overselling the ice cream a little bit it's very good uh Deb brought her hearse it's parked out in front the hearse is the celebration of life ladies and gentlemen an ice cream packed hearse is the biggest metaphor we have <laughs> think about it y'all uh yeah so this picture is made by an extraordinary amount and I just thought it would be A bit of fun, she offered to bring it, it sounded like fun. I don't know if you remember William Castle who did The Tingler and Rosemary's Baby, yes. Uh, William Castle, during the war, couldn't get a script looked at at any of the studios in Hollywood, so he went to the German Embassy, this is the 30s, and had them stamp it with a German Embassy stamp, which was a swastika. Then he brought the script back and everyone wanted to read it. (laughs) Yeah, that's how inconceivably Hollywood William Castle was. Um, He got uh, uh, Roman Polanski to make Rosemary's Baby, which is uh, one of the ookier, I'm drifting completely here, but the point is this. If this was William Castle's Harold and Maude, uh, we would all be strapped into car seats during the car scenes and uh, yeah, you would each be given a small banjo and some 3D Google glasses and uh, you'd have to live that out. this picture was made by an extraordinary group of people, in my estimation. It's a very happy conflation uh, that could, I think, only take in place sort of in the late 60s in Hollywood. Uh, Colin Higgins, who wrote it, uh, wrote the picture that uh, Jennifer chose this tonight. Of course, she chose 9 to 5 uh, that we showed in January. Uh, Colin Higgins. <clears throat> Yeah, 9 to 5 is off the chain good. Uh, if you haven't watched, if you haven't re-screened uh, 9 to 5 at the crib lately, you need, you need to get there uh, in a big hurry in a, in a purple car because uh, it's, uh, it's delightful. Uh, Jane Fonda's comedy delivery, uh, I've never understood but Lily Tomlin, <laughs> And Dolly Parton stride the earth like titans. They divide the world between them during the movie. That's how good it is. Uh, And no one weasels like Dabney Coleman. He's the Renz Priebus. Oh, God, I let reality enter. He's the... Oh, wow. Crushing Disappointment, I love it. You know what? Crushing Disappointment's part of life. Yeah, suck them up and move them on. Mark them up, sell them off. Let's go. The... uh, Colin Higgins wrote that picture. He was living in a pool house uh, at Ed Lewis, uh, the producer, who produced like all the Kirk Douglas movies, Seven Days in May and whatnot. And I guess he gave it to his wife, uh, Mildred, uh, the, the screenplay for Harold Mod. He hadn't made a picture. And uh, he wanted to direct, and they were going to let him direct, but he shot some shit, and they didn't like it or whatever. Uh, I, that is uh, the next picture, right? I, if, I, think I believe there's supposed to be a Colin Higgins documentary. I don't know anything about it, so I'm not going to speak on it. But um, we need to see that footage, right? the test footage for this that like what that this didn't get you the gig so they called Hal Ashby in and Hal Ashby, I'll put Hal Ashby up against anybody. Uh, For your 70s directors we often lean heavily on the Coppola and uh, the Scorsese and and for good reason but here's Hal Ashby, uh, his first pictures in a row, his 70s pictures. The Landlord, Harold and Maude, The Last Detail, Shampoo, Bound for Glory, Coming Home and Being There. Um, Yeah get up on that. That's a Sidney Lumetian uh, awesome uh, string of films each of which has a great deal to say and he has his own special uh, style of whimsy and uh, humor and uh, human sexuality. Uh, The whole scope I I think Hal Ashby is a a really groovy uh, 70s director. Highly drugged and very hairy and uh, One of the cooler dudes I got, um, uh, he he didn't seem to be uh, um, i believe Never Sell Out was one of his creeds. uh, Which I don't think you'll ever hear again in a Hollywood show about movies. (laughs) So yeah, savor that one like a lozenge because (sighs) (laughs) it's not a lot of people's creed in Hollywood. Live and let live. And if you can give a hand up to the next person, gosh darn it. should really be Wilfred Brimley, right? Hi, I'm Wilfred Brimley. I'm the head of a generic studio that hasn't been created yet because my imagination is poor. You know, the point of making movies in Hollywood is that everyone be happy and enjoy themselves. And whether we make a profit or not, it's not important as long as a good story's told and people can cry and laugh. I'm almost drowning now in the sound of my own lies. Each one is like a drop in the comprehensive ocean of my prevarication. America was founded by white people on just and fair principles. The point of movies is that everyone's Scottish-Irish and that Manifest Destiny's a good thing. If anyone ever saw The Searchers, they'll back me up on this. (laughs) Tonight's movie is a movie of perversion about younger people and older people commingling. I tried to stop it showing, but I was unable to because of the popularity of it with young perverts. (laughs) The crowd has gathered here in the western outskirts of Hollywood across from the giant garage sale where people invite you to make a mistake they made once long ago. (laughs) Well, they've gathered here tonight with their customary morbidity and their funny dragsters out in front. Now they're gonna show the movie that's been banned in 47 countries. I don't think any movie achieved more popularity 10 years after it came out than this movie. This might be the all time champion movie that just didn't really land and then within a couple of years. A theater in Massachusetts was showing it every night, and that's all they showed. And then it was all you saw, we were talking outside. Uh, There was theaters that showed nothing but this and King of Hearts every night. And there was movie theaters that showed this every weekend, and it would be King of Hearts, and then later Rocky Horror. Uh, But Harold and Maude uh, uh, saved itself, and awesomely, even though it came out in 1970, and this is what I love about Hollywood stories, and this is the sentence that I read uh, when I was doing my homework. It went into profit in 1983. <laughs> Remember that moment when you went into profit? <laughs> Before I'd been a giant deficit, a minus sign, sub-zero. Look at me below the apex, way down here, perigee. Bottom of the well, no one can see me, no light reaches here. No one will find my ideas, gold and diamonds. And then I went into profit. All of a sudden the phone rang, which it hadn't done since the 80s cuz no one fucking calls anyway. <laughs> the phone texted me. Bum bum, bum 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 bum, bum bum Bum, 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 bum. I'm not going, I'm not going, I'm not going. Bum, 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 bum. There's a vehicle on the bridge. Do I have to do everything myself? Bum, 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 bum. Nice shot, dude. Fucking savages. That was just to take up time till we got to the next part of the show. Ruth Gordon is in this. And Ruth Gordon, yeah, force of nature, uh, stage actress. Fantastically, uh, her father was a sea captain, which doesn't happen to a lot of us. I don't even remember going into profit ever in my life. But I certainly don't remember my father with the, the distinct whiskers, the stripy shirt and the jaunty cap cocking up a, a kit bag and throwing it over his shoulder and walking out the door with a pair of espadrilles on whistling the Old Spice song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Old Spice Sailor always gave you this one when you'd look at him. And chicks often cruise the Old Spice Sailor because he wore white pants. They would walk down the street and shit and a chick would be like in a sh- you know like, because it's Old spicy, like in a shawl. And the Old Spice guy would go, because he was shipping out. You have to ask yourself this question. If you're going to be on a vessel with a bunch of other men on an extended sea voyage, why the need for cologne, Tiger? <laughs> 70s were so full of conundrums. <laughs> Wrapped in riddles! Ruth Gordon has the distinction of having been in silent films and then awesomely played Mary Todd Lincoln uh, right before, and during the war and then didn't make another picture for like 25 years, or 20 years rather, and when she did she won the Oscar. And this is what she said when she won the Oscar at 72. Um, uh, let's see here. I can't tell you how encouraging a thing like this is. The first film that I was ever in was in 1915. And here we are, and it's 1969. Actually, I don't know why it took me so long, though I don't think you know that I'm backward. Anyway, thank you, Bill, thank you, Bob, thank you, Roman, and thank you, Mia, and thank you for all who voted for me. And all of you who didn't, please excuse me. It was Rosemary's Baby, which is why we were talking about it earlier. Uh, That's why she thinks Bob and everybody. Um, This one's also from Oscar night. My husband told me if I didn't win this time he wouldn't bring me again but I figured if even if I didn't win I'd get a new dress out of it. I feel absolutely groovy. <laughs> um, she wrote Adam's Rib uh, and uh, um, Pat and Mike with her husband Garson Kanin who was quite a lot uh, younger than her and uh, is a superb writer and full of bone mots. and I think um, she's uh, what makes this picture uh, have uh, it's, she's the beating heart of this movie. And, uh, and I'm certain there. No, They looked at a lot of different actresses, and evidently Hal Ashby wanted a European actress, but she ended up with the role. And she doesn't get the Oscar for this picture because it's Hollywood and shit. Uh, we were talking about it last time uh, when Do the Right Thing, well, we, we, showed, we screened Do the Right Thing. And uh, that year, um, it, it didn't get nominated for Best Picture, and the Best Picture was Driving Miss Daisy. So, yeah. <laughs> That that, there's really not a more perfect sentence (laughs) about the Oscars than the year "Do the Right Thing" came out. No, no, and um, so Ruth Gordon uh, didn't get it, but who cares? This uh, this is her, uh, 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 you know, Laura. This is her Rocky Horror. This is her. uh, It's it's all up in it. Uh, After this, she made like 25 more pictures and was on Saturday Night Live and uh, did everything that she could do and was a delight uh, for a good long time and said fantastically, someone said uh, to her, uh, you look good, and she's like, I'm 72. Tell me when I'm 84 that I look good, and then I to look like I'm 72. Um, I'm gonna end with a couple of her quotes, and then we're gonna dive right into this movie here. Um, Discussing how old you are is the temple of boredom. <laughs> this one I thought was particularly pertinent. In the old days, tomean poisoning was a coverall. If you missed a show when you were young, it meant you were having an abortion. If you were old, it meant you were having a facelift. She's fucking rare. If you've never seen uh, 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 Adam and Eve, um, never, uh, uh, Pat and Mike is delightful. But uh, Adam and Eve is really wild. Uh, it, it, we've sh- What am I calling it? Oh, Adam and Eve, Adam's Rib, forgive me. Uh, uh, there's another movie called Adam and Eve uh, that's a 70s uh, uh, vampire movie that's really good. And I'm joking, of course, I just made that up because I was covering Frantically. Don't ever, ever, ever fucking correct me in front of nobody. You know, mistakes are part of life too and you've got to learn to deal with that. If you wanna sing out, sing out. By the way, it was supposed to be Elton John. And Dig, he couldn't do it, and he flipped it over to the cat. (laughs) Yeah, happenstance, that one. That's what I mean, some magic, magic, magic. It's like, yeah. Uh, A lot of people enjoy being dead. But they're not dead, really. They're just backing away from life. Courage is like a muscle. We strengthen it by use. Yeah. Uh, why should ruts be so comfortable and so unpopular? I thought that was funny. Uh, if you believe, then you hang on. If you believe, it means you've got imagination. You don't need stuff thrown out on a blueprint, and you don't face facts. What can stop you? If I don't make it today, I'll come in tomorrow. Um, and then this is a, here's, a, here's a very uh, Maxim aphoristic one that you can put on Facebook tomorrow. Um, if you grow 20 years older in the night. (laughs) Whatever you do, never stop dreaming, think it over. But then the greatest thing she said of all time ever, aside from her Oscar acceptance speech after 50 years in show business, uh, was this quote, and I'll leave you with this, and then we'll dive into this. uh, Butterscotch Sunday. Never give up, and never, under any circumstances, face the facts. Harold and Maude.